You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. Make sure to follow the Batman Book Club on Twitter at TheBatmanBC for new episodes, upcoming episodes, and even giveaways. Kind of like the Three Joker variant cover one I just gave away recently. There's going to be more of that coming soon. You can also follow me on Twitter at Lauer underscore Ryan. Lauer spelled like lower. We're back with a quick Q&A part three tonight, and I'm not doing it alone because I never can because that would be boring. So I brought in two bros, two bat bros here tonight from Minnesota. It's Mr. Minnesota, Garrett Grev, and from the West Coast, it's Jay Rocca, Justin Kowalski. Hello, boys. Hello. Like We're going. I say bat bros before foes. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Wow, we're uh, we're nationwide, right? We we got we have uh, like three of the four continental United States time zones represented right now. That's right. I think we're good. We do yeah. I'm I wow. am Eastern Eastern Central Pacific. We need to Poor get a buddy time. from they Mountain Time. Yeah, <laughs> we need somebody from a uh, from Nevada or Arizona or something. You know. And I think Arizona currently is in the same time zone as California. They're like they Indiana. They, don't, they switch they don't back do and forth. <laughs> They're like, we don't do that daylight saving stuff. Yeah. See, that's why people forget about mountain times because it's just it's it's too hard to keep track of. Yeah. It's too hard to keep track of. So you guys agreed graciously to hop on tonight and answer a few questions. I always send out the bat signal of, hey, write in to the BatmanBC at gmail.com with questions, comments, concerns, or even through Twitter. And we got some fun questions, and people were quite responsive. So I was pretty excited, and thanks to you gentlemen for joining. Let's. Are you ready to hop into this? Yeah. Oh, I was boy. just curious, like, what are the concerns that people send in? Like, are they concerned about social issues? You know, I, or... I threw that in there. I, I mean, <laughs> Bro, wouldn't it be kind of Coronavirus <laughs> largely lately. <laughs> like, Brian, yeah. Brian. Lauer, are you wearing a mask? What kind of mask <laughs> should I buy? I'm very concerned. And you're like, All no one sudden, ever cared about part. me before. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I have to, I have to change the way that I say that. Uh, send questions or comments. Forget the concerns. The concerns have taken us down some very serious paths that I don't think we want to go to. I'm concerned about some of your choices, young man. <laughs> not qualified to I, answer, I, if I'm being honest, <laughs> some of these concerns. <laughs> I really hope somebody sends in a concern, please. And I please. hope send email to me. And I'm like, oh gosh, if it's a concern <laughs> episode, I got to come back for the concerns. <laughs> Our first ever concern episode. We've dropped the Q and away. Q and A. It's all concerns now. It's all concerns. <laughs> Oh, boy. So let's get started here with our first person. It might sound familiar. Emmett Davis. You oh, my him? goodness. A friendly Canadian. Out the gate. He says digital or physical comics. Oh. Oh. Wow. You know, Justin, this is kind of your thing over at your podcasts. You got a whole catchphrase and everything. So I might let you go first. Yeah. Um. First off, what's up, Emmett? How you doing, brother? Um. He should know. 
what we say over in the let's go world is smell them floppies. Mm. <laughs> you got it. floppy right here. Can you hear the smell? Can you hear that floppy right here? Can you hear the smell? <laughs> it smells. Can you hear that smell? Right through this computer. Yankee Candle right needs to get on that candle. A floppy. Oh my god. Yeah, get floppy. Floppy couture, man. There we go. Uh, so I am of two minds of the subject currently. Like before, I was a little more adamant. Like comics are printed medium. And better buy them and flip them and touch them and you know all that stuff. But uh, right now, I am kind of like if i really love it there are a few comics that i make sure that i buy but everything else i go digital it's just it's been a lot easier to read <laughs> a lot quicker because if i buy no lie i will not read them as fast it's easier for me to read them on my ipad in bed <laughs> than it is for me to like sit down in the on the chair and you know flip through my favorite comic right that's that's kind of where i'm at now um and space i'm like in my garage, I have about 27 boxes of comics, and I just need to, like, not have that many boxes. Woo. It's not like I got, you know, v- huge value. I have a lot of crap. Yeah. I can't, a lot I of can't readers. say no. I cannot say no to, uh, you know, any type of, like, yard sale or I, I come across. <laughs> like, I was at the beach one time, and there was, like, a, a sale going on, and I bought, like, three boxes of comics for 15 bucks it was like all 80s dc it's a good deal. it was a great deal but i'm like i don't need deal. these books but i did score i scored the entire like black lightning run and some 80s justice league and stuff like that but it was like ah what am i gonna do with this stuff anyways i can't say no i can't say no to a floppy you know what i'm saying like if there's a floppy i'm gonna grab it but i like digital there you go garrett what do you think man what are your thoughts <laughs> you know i am I'm a bit of a curmudgeon. I'm a uh, bit of a luddite. I I I really like physical copies, um, not just of comics, of books too. I I really not, you know. Years ago, I got my wife a Kindle uh, when those were kind of all the rage, and she enjoyed it and read books on it quite a bit. I could never get into it. Um, yeah, I need to feel the pages. It's like the sensory aspect of like it's almost. I mean, not like ritualistic but there's a whole thing to reading a book or a comic book and you know i was um i was that very particular kid in my youth collecting comics that like there's a right way to hold a comic book and you you know it was part of the experience and sort of some of the pacing i think that went with it so i um so for my own personal collection i'm physical there's books that i review um you know, f- when I write a review, you get those on early release. That's all digital, right? So, but like, if it's Batman, I don't review Batman, but um, I'll I'll read the digital and then buy the physical, right? But um, it's it's pretty rare that there's a book that I really like that I'll ever purchase just the digital because I also have this like you know, compulsive need to build out runs and collections. And, you know, it's the same thing with my movies. You know, I have physical copies of movies because I need to see it on the shelf. And, you know, um, you said you can't pass up like a sale price floppy book. And, you know, I've got um, a really large chunk of the Uncanny X-Men run. And I bought a ton of those. I didn't know that. Yeah, I bought a ton of those through... Um, a local comic book shop that sadly has gone out of business would have like $2 back issue bins that they'd have a sale randomly and put a Facebook 
you know, post up that you could get them for 75 cents. So I'd go through there and dig for all of these, right? What are the ones I need and keep my list? And then you'd, you know, you'd pay a lot more for the kind of the chase issues you needed to fill in. But mm-hmm. man, there's something about physical comic books that I just can't get over. Um, I like the convenience of digital, but if it's a, if it's an issue I love, I've never switched straight digital. It's, it's all, it's been read digital early, go buy the physical once it's actually released on the newsstands. Yeah. Agreed. It's, for such a simple question, there is just not a simple answer because I too am one I want to phys- I want to hold the book. I want to hold the comic. I want it in my hands. The problem with the single issues is when I'm done, where do I put it? Because I don't need <laughs> sure. to have the Justin problem of 27 long boxes in my oh, garage. Not long I've got, boxes. I've, I would be divorced if there was box. long boxes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it makes it tough with issues. I'm very select on what actual issues I do buy physically. Um, I usually don't. Um, I like the Batman monthlies. I just wait for the collected hardcover and then I buy the collected hardcover. And mm-hmm. if I want to buy a single issue, I'll buy them digitally. Um, I like three jokers came out. I bought those. I bought that floppy when the black label stuff comes out. That's in like the magazine format. I buy those because I just love that, that format and holding that in my hands and smelling it so fresh. Yes. But usually like trade collections and hardcovers. I'm a sucker for hardcovers. I want it to look good on my bat shelf. Hashtag bat shelf, Pete Vera. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's usually where I spend I spend that money. But I'm not saying that I don't ever go to a comic shop. And I'll buy a hardcover from a comic shop or something. And it's like, there you go. That's that's like 10 issues of a of a comic that I just bought right here in one one book. So we're we're good. You know, it's funny if you um you know, I wrote about this and some of the the movie reviews that I've done um, over at BOF uh, animated movies. Like, I I tend to not give the new Fifty Two where you had those DC animated movies that were kind of you know leaning back into the new Fifty Two aesthetic and characterizations and stuff. And I, I don't always have the choicest things to say about the new Fifty Two, but it was actually the new Fifty Two that got me into buying single issue floppy comics again. You know, oh, wow. for a number of years before that, I largely was just a trade guy. I'd wait for the for the trade paperback to come out. Um, you know, and that was kind of a, a, a not being around a local comic book shop in that time period very often. Um, but yeah, it was the new 52. They got me with the gimmick. I'm like, what, they're all issue number one again? Then I simply <laughs> must buy them, you know? All of them. Yeah, you was, know what? I, what brought me back was Black was uh, Blackest Night. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, because I was I moved into trades in the early 2000s. That's where I was kind of like, oh, I'd, I'd still buy a couple single issues here and there, like a Batman, of course. Sure. And then it was just trades. I would be going to Amazon in stock trades, cheap ass trades. Uh, I would go to uh, what was that place called? Uh, Borders. I'd go to Borders a lot. Oh, for up, sure. And then when they yeah. had a business, you yeah. could grab a bunch of those for like 75 percent oh. off stickers. Oh yeah, they had just, just they had such good deals, and you know I get a lot of indie books that way too. But yeah, man, uh, Blackest Night for whatever reason brought me into the because they were giving out these stupid rings, and I was like, I'm gonna collect every one of these rings. <laughs> I need all those rings <laughs> every week. Got, there's like, your oh, physical weirdo every... collectivist showing. Yeah, it you was, might buy yeah, digital movies, but you have all the Blackest Night rings. I, yeah, I don't even know what those things are now. I just remember I got I had all the rings, and then they were like, Oh, now get a Flash ring, and then get a Legion of the Superheroes ring, and just. Everyone had a ring. I was like, I don't even know. I think they're in like a freaking Star Wars cup in the garage somewhere. I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, but 
there's something pleasing about a floppy. You know, much like a real person. Yep. You, you want to hang out with a real person? <laughs> or, yeah. you know, hang out with a digital person? Well, I've been doing the digital hangout for like seven months now. And let me tell you, yeah. I think it's real people. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather smell a real floppy? <laughs> I smell a real person, I thought you were going to say, but, you know. There you go. Wow. That was, that's question one. Thank you. And then you Next one wrote in is from John Hill, and he asks a lot of questions in one. So, do you boys want to go the movie route or comic book route? Ooh, yes. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just do both. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's do All a right, section called the Batman Movie Club. All right, we'll we'll answer fast with these. So he starts off saying, "Good morning. How are you doing? Well, hey, thanks, John. I'm doing well. Is there it's anything you'd bro. like to see? <laughs> Come on, John." Is there anything you'd like to see Batman or Bruce Wayne do on film that he has not done in previous live action films? Are there any characters from his supporting cast of allies you would like to see make their first appearance in a film? My two picks would be Leslie Tompkins and Harold. Hey, Harold's getting some rep. Okay, so there's the movie. So let's go with that first. Mm. Anything you'd like to see Batman or Bruce Wayne do on film that he hasn't done in previous live action films? Yes. I got one. I'll go first. Go. I would love to have him spend. 10, 15 minutes on film with some kind of sequence in Arkham. Mm. Totally. Like in the, the, the animated series when Batman's like walking down, you know, to see whoever and you've got Poison Ivy on the left and Two-Face on the right, then Penguin on the left, Riddler on the right, something like that, but like make it some kind of breakout or something. And he's, I don't know, something like that. I would love it if that ended up in a Reeves movie. Nice. Yeah, I'm down for that 100%. I would love to see a Batman film open up in like some type of like CD club and it's freaking matches Malone getting some information mm, from somebody. Man. And then, and then he walks out of the club and like take rips off his mask and then opens up his shirt. And it's like the bat logo. And then it goes right to credits, bam, Batman. And then there you go. Stinking Justin stealing my answers. I was going to say, oh. I, I want to see Bruce as matches Malone in an undercover outside of the costume. No cowl. He's on a mission getting information from, uh, you know, some shady characters. And uh, you don't know that it's Bruce until yeah. he walks out, gets in the car. Alfred's driving. He pulls off the disguise. There you go. That's what I want. That'd be sweet. Yeah. You. That'd be cool. Kowalski. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Are there any- then, um, fairly, fairly traditional answer on the second one. I, I'd like to yeah. see Barbara Gordon um, Batgirl. We haven't seen Barbara Gordon Batgirl, right? We saw Barbara mm. Pennyworth Barbara. or Wilson, Barbara Wilson. Wilson, Barbara Wilson. Yeah. I'll chime in there too, because I'm, I'm a fan of Babs Batgirl. I think she's an awesome character. Um, I, I want to see, yeah, I'd like to see her on, uh, on film with Batman. Nice. I would I would actually like if I want to add a character, I would just like to see us get to another Robin. Like I want to see Dick Grayson, obviously, in a new iteration, but it would be nice to see like the mantle pass and and kind of explore the other uh, relationships, because that's that's the one thing I'm really hoping uh, that we get with, you know, this new set of Batman films that we get to explore the Bat family. And then it goes on past three films. Because we'll, we'll never get it. We'll never get these other revelations. <laughs> you only they get keep, three. They keep rebooting it. I'm That's like, all we deserve. I want Dick Grayson. I want to have a little bit of Jason Todd and get to Tim Drake. Even Damian Wayne stuff could be fun. Like, I just, 
would love to see it explored. Like maybe we need a TV show for that stuff. I don't I know. Mean, maybe we will though. Cause Reeves is already expanding his stuff into a, into a TV series on the GCPD and then also Catwoman. So maybe he's going to announce and be like, you know what? I have a plan. I'm going to make nine Batman movies. Like we're going deep into the universe of Batman. Like, okay, sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. Let's switch that over to comics. What are your overall thoughts, feelings towards James Tynan the Fourth's run on Batman main title? Where do you think it stands amongst past Batman main title writers? Or is it too early to ask where his run stands amongst past Batman writers? Really like your Batman Book Club podcast. Been checking it out daily to check for new episodes. You are doing good work on it. Thank you, John Hill. Oh, hey, John Ryan, that. that's got to feel John great, Hill. man. Yeah. It John is. Hill, you're right. He yeah. is doing a good job. I don't, I I don't even care about your guys' answer. I'm just going to reread that again. Really <laughs> like your Batman. I'm just kidding. Uh, so overall thoughts and feelings towards Tynan's run on the Batman title and where does it stand at this point or amongst past writers or is it too soon? Are we saying just so, okay, Batman proper, Batman title, not his run on Detective, just what nope. he's been doing on Batman. Yeah, just on Batman. Okay. Um, boy, Which I here's, think is what thirteen issues. Yeah, right here is the dealio for me. This is where I sort of let the guise of Mister Minnesota Nice drop, Uh-oh. and I start to say <laughs> things that matches Malone. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not Garrett. It's matches Malone, who's here to <laughs> there you go. You know, poo poo all over James Tynan's run. You know, what's I the dirt on James Tynan? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right it's a really bad accent although for like the minnesota be like oh hey james titan don't you know um, oh don't you know that's mops um, malone yeah it is a little bit we're shifting all over the place here um you know i think i'm gonna say it's too early for his batman run even though you know we're like what a half year plus down the line i have some challenges with Tynan. And I think it's not in his ideas. I think he has really good ideas. Um, and he doesn't always know how to stick the landing. He is a bit, I think for comics, um, and that's where you really know his work from. Right. But I think he is almost too much of a writer's writer, uh, for the medium at times. And he gets carried away with his love of words and concepts and doesn't always think about how it translates to the final product. And that holds his run back for me a bit. Um, I think he's really talented. Man, that guy, uh, short story prose, I would love to read it. Uh, I don't know if he has one published, but I'd be all over it because he can turn a phrase. He just likes turning a ton of phrases. And um, yeah, like I said, sometimes if you're overly in love with the words and the concept, sometimes that doesn't translate into the medium Um you know, with the visuals, with the pacing in the same way that really the greats do. I think it's a solid run. It's just not one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I'm gonna leave it there. Hmm. Um, I don't love Tinyan. I didn't like his detective run at all. I thought it was absolutely dismal. And I like his Ninja Turtle Batman though. I oh, love yes. I like that story. Yes. I thought I thought that was good. So I don't want to say I don't like his writing. I just didn't, I didn't like what he did on detective. I thought it was eh. his Batman run has been a painful purchase ever, every time it comes out for me. Um, but I'm a completist. So like, all right, Batman 98, <laughs> I Batman guess. 98. Getting them floppies. 
Yeah, I'm smelling them, but it's not great. I'll tell you that. Smell good. Yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. I thought his most recent issue, uh, which was '98, right, Justin? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was better than what he's produced in quite yeah. some time. It um, was better, but then that terrible like fight between Harley Quinn and Punchline was awful. It was an awful, awful like back and forth. And praise God for Jorge Jimenez, whose art is so beautiful that it makes it worth it. Um, I'm in it right now for Jorge, and I love this guy's art. Um, every book that this guy's done has been great. His justice league stuff his super sun stuff. And so I'm here for it. It makes the, it makes the story a little better, but I don't know. I'm not enjoying Joker war. Joker war sounds like a really great idea and it's just not, it's just not playing out well. Um, and it's hard for me because I'm bringing in my Tom King baggage, meaning I love Tom King and I'm sad that he couldn't make it to a hundred. Like <laughs> he originally planned on it. And so it's like, Oh, I was really enjoying this run and it guys ended it to bring in kind of this really, I think this really trite storytelling at first, it was like every week was a new bat gadget with Lucius Fox for a little bit. It was like, Oh, I've got this new, you know, bat car and I've got this new thing that lets me fly. And I got this, it, it was just all this. It felt, it was very hokey. I was like, it was this written for like a new action figure line to like introduce new toys. That's what it felt like. It felt like that. Uh, the first few issues, um, I'm just not feeling this run. I don't really want to say anything else about it. It's not, it's just not good. And, and I'm being objective. I don't think it's a good Batman story. Like years from now, no one's going to go, Oh man, that tiny and run was great. I don't think they're going to say that. I think they're going to say Tom King's run, whether you liked it or not, it did something. It was telling something. It was exploring something. Tiny ends is a filler, bro. It just feels like it's a filler story. It reminds me of just some of the gaps in like 98, to like before like the cataclysm story like there was nothing major going on it was just batman stories because they have to put an issue out that's where i'm at dude i'm so uh (laughs) i would have gone harder i would have gone harder to be honest this is where i lose my um my uh credibility as a comics (laughs) critic is I would have gone harder if I would have known you were going to go that hard. <laughs> and I, I knew, felt like I you mean, were holding back a little bit. And obviously, you know, you and I know how we feel about a, a ton of different things in this space. So I knew you weren't a huge fan. Um, I, I think some of the the triteness is what is what gets it. And you said something that I just wanted to follow up on. Jorge Jimenez is so freaking talented yeah. and so incredible. Um, there were a number of issues on Scott Snyder's run on Justice League that largely if it was a Snyder issue, Jimenez was on the art duties. But um, Snyder was sharing some of the writing workload with uh, Tynan. Um, yeah. And it was sort of story by Scott, you know, um, actual text by by James. And those were some tough ones to get through. And I think when he writes with Snyder and that's like his big bro, right? Like sort of like brought him along in the industry when Snyder's involved, the concepts and ideas are elevated. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's some of the dialogue and the narrative that gets overdone for me. The, The dialogue can get a bit trite and the narrative gets a bit overblown. You see some of that. It doesn't filter out the same way in this run of Batman. But to your point, it, it gets a little gimmicky. It's like, you know, let's let's hype up this electric blue bat suit or like talk about all these different gadgets forever. And then like the punchline is really not working for me. But like 
there's been some not awesome runs on the book with writers that didn't get um, this length to tell a story, right? So if you think about runs that have gone 12, 13 issues, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a different measuring stick. We haven't seen a lot of those that just didn't work. I, 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 it works fine for me. It's just not awesome. I think I like it more than you two do, but that's not saying that like I love it. There's, I can't really pinpoint what it is. It's just kind of not clicking though. It hasn't turned me away from it. I'm still intrigued. Of what, like I'll keep reading every issue. The designer story, I don't really understand what what even happened there. And then this Joker War on concept is a cool concept, but it's not. I don't know. It's it's just kind of not clicking. And I I think that's just my thoughts with Tynan overall. I I can equate him to Punchline in that sure there's a lot of flair, but there's just kind of that's it. There's just a lot of talk because I know the building up and the designer, cause it felt like it wasn't going anywhere. And all I was seeing everywhere was just, you just wait, just wait, just wait till the next issue. Next issue comes, just wait till the next issue. And mm-hmm. I feel like punchline. It's like, there was just, we really needed to say that this is the next greatest character of all time. And I'm still kind of like, why? I mean, how many appearances has she had in a book, minor appearances? And it's like, there's just nothing. I don't know. I kind of, I don't care about, this punchline and this character. and this like, latest <laughs> issue literally painted out that you're not special. Like there's nothing about you that's that's at, at all interesting. <laughs> like Harley Quinn in the story points it out to her, and you're like, "That's how we all feel." Yeah, we know. <laughs> Let's get rid of her. Yeah, <laughs> no. we get it. We get it. Yeah. So I mean, but I'm with Garrett, and like I loved all three of his Batman TMNT crossovers. Yeah. Loved those books. Loved them. So great. that I mean, I'm with you too, Justin. I didn't really like his detective run either. I've read something of his before he came on the DC. I swear I did. Um, did he do like I think Hack Slash? Was that him? No. Or is that Tim? Uh, no, that's that Tim Seeley. That's right. I swear Tynan did something before, and I read that, and I liked it. And it's just I don't know with Batman. I'm just yeah. But like I said, the current the current run now, I'm it's a different pace from King. So I'm sure a lot of people are happy that weren't happy with King because it's like <laughs> yeah. something's happening here. However, it's I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is. I can't explain. That might be the difference because I t- King's run really started to drag on me. At least there's a lot happening, <laughs> I guess, with Tynan's run. And there's like all the words like it'd be like, yeah. I just read this issue of Batman when Tom King was on the run. I just read this issue of Batman there was no damn words in the thing except a nursery rhyme I barely remember from when I was a kid. And then oh, you flip hush over your mouth, to, hush your mouth. And then you flip over to Titan <laughs> and it's like, here's some dialogue for you. Like <laughs> just everywhere, flying, zipping off the walls. It's on the covers. It's everywhere, you know. You just don't yeah, you just man. don't understand art. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Just, you don't understand the art. You're simple folk in the Midwest, man. Justin. Yeah. All right, let's move on. These questions are getting us all sorts of fired up. Here's a comic book one that's stay in the uh, realm of comics. This is from Javi, who is actually going to be on the next episode talking a little year three. Oh, what? Oh, I love year three. I'm Mm. going to listen to that episode. Oh, thank goodness. Finally getting on board. I listen to all of them, though. I listen to all of them. (laughs) You're a true fan. He says, how would you rank the five 
six. Does year one count? Stories in the Dark Knight Returns universe. Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Strikes Again, All-Star Batman and Robin, The Master Race, and The Golden Child. Justin, I know year one is your favorite Batman story. Does year one count in the Dark Knight universe? I disagree with that. I think, well, okay, I don't think here, so either. Actually, let me re- let me step back. I don't want. I Granted, didn't, he I said mean, five, and then parentheses. Like, let me say a word. <laughs> let me say he did say five, and then did parentheses. Does year one count? So um, he's asking. He's trying to respect. The I've rules. heard people say that. I've heard people say that because this because Frank Miller wrote it. So I feel like yeah. it, it. Yes, it is part of that universe, but it's also part of standard canon of Batman. I would say. I'd say it's one of those, hey, it's a multiverse, pick what you want type of thing. But I think the hardcore Frank Miller fans say that it's part of that. And then I think people who just really love that story, plus I think DC Comics as a whole, um, <laughs> it's pretty much been the the standard like origin story of Batman with very minor like revisits to that era, you know, you know, barring z- zero year. Um, I was going to say, know. don't you yeah. leave out zero year. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, Superman has had for all seasons and birthright and man of steel and like in secret identity. I mean, there's a new origin every two years for Superman, uh, for Batman. Not really. It's been year ones, but, uh, as far as what he's saying, uh, let's just say, yeah, it's part of it for the sake of what he's asking. Um, I kind of think <laughs> in, in my opinion, the, year one is the is the best and then it goes dark Knight returns and then uh i would say <laughs> what's that? isn't all-star batman and robin is part of that universe as well the unfinished which i actually really enjoy and so i'd say it's three and then everything else uh falls after that in release Master order. race golden child golden child's trash strikes again Gold- strikes again is better no wait no strikes again is trash what's the 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 one dark knight three the master race oh yeah master race um that would be like i guess what did i say like fourth place and then golden child trash strikes again trash very simple yeah man that's very (laughs) Very simple simple. (laughs) because that's exactly what it is that's i mean dude the art the coloring in that like what happened on that dude any other answer any other answer uh strikes against terrible uh master race was just fine and then golden child's yeah. back to terrible um yeah it's just a huge bummer right like it's one of those things where master race was just fine there's been nothing that has told me it was worth revisiting dark knight returns at all yeah oh. at all like yeah Leave that oh, sucker alive. Not, not not reading it again, but like going back to that universe. Going back to that universe, man. Yeah. Oh, because they wanted to do because it was cash cows. Oh yeah. You I mean you got yeah. That besides, there was no reason. Yeah. Totally. Besides the financials for for DC, there's no reason to go back. There's been nothing that said to me like, oh my gosh. Uh, oh, hey, it's Frank. I've been I've been thinking about this for decades and it's been burning me up inside that I have to tell this story. I don't know how Frank would say it, but he wouldn't say it like that. Um, You know, like it just hasn't been great. And all star Batman and Robin, I think just maybe for for my opinion, you're maybe being a little a bit kinder to it than I would be. We'll swap spots on that one. Um, it's just, you know, a whole Batman's never been my deal and we get enough of him without really leaning into it. Um, an old grizzled a whole Batman in, re- in, um, dark Knight returns is one thing, right? Cause it's just kind of a, it's, it's an older guy, right? Life's been rough. He's, he's shaken off the cobwebs. Uh, yeah. but like 
in his prime a-hole Batman and really leaning into it with the um the GD Batman and you know the stuff with Robin that it's was really just, out it's there. It's just really entertaining to read though. It's so bananas. That's why I, I I'm like, this is a crazy Batman who paints himself yellow <laughs> to <Right>. like <laughs> to like Battle Green Lantern, True. you know. Like actually I, I want to take back what I said. Year one cannot be connected because there's no way that that Batman becomes a crazy Batman. <laughs> I never bought it either. Is the all-star Batman and Robin Batman. That's yeah. I, I yeah. separate them. I don't think just because year one was written by Frank Miller, that that all of a sudden means it's totally connected. I, yeah. I separate. <clears throat> Miller has even said the dark it Knight is, Batman. Right? The dark Knight Batman is way more chill. Than oh, way more. Batman. So if he's supposed to be grizzled and like hardened, I'm like, well, dude, you're, you're, you're a crazy ass. Yeah. 20 years ago, bro. I thought Miller tried to say that they were all in the same continuity in his mind, which I've never bought. No. So for me, I'd probably say, so counting year one doesn't count. I'd say, well, I never read golden child because I don't didn't hear anybody that told me to, and I saw no reason to. So I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to put that ranked fifth. And then, Fourth is, is strikes again because I read that and I thought that was garbage. Um, third, oh man, I don't. I I don't. I kind of like All Star Batman and Robin. I just read the absolute version of that. It's not good, but I like. I kind of like it. Let's okay. I just admit it. There you go. It's not good. Number three, Master Race two and Dark Knight Returns is one, but the difference between Dark Knight Returns and everything else is substantial. Like. <laughs> It's like uh, yeah. in the in the Michael Keaton classic multiplicity. It's like the difference from <laughs> from the original Michael Keaton to like the clone of the clone of the clone that's just eating paste oh throughout gosh. the whole movie. Why can't there be a Michael Keaton multiplicity sequel? But he's just all the different Batman's. Perfect. I think that, isn't that what they're calling the Flash? I mean, I feel like you know, <laughs> Flash multiplicity. <My>, yeah. <laughs> my biggest my biggest heartbreak is that I have the Dark Knight. Uh, absolute edition and it has flipping dark knight strikes, strikes back in there Ugh. or yes yeah, uh, i have the first issue actually too of strikes again and i didn't finish buying the rest i was like this is crap i was so unhappy i was so un- i flexed that's my how, dollar that's though. how i read it that's how i read it the first time is because i got the dark knight absolute oh, yeah um, that's that was my reward in college i told myself pass spanish and you can <laughs> buy yourself the absolute dark knight and so i did holla uh, Muy bueno. You like, Muy yeah, bueno. you were like, no bueno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so man. let's see. Let's let's move on here to... <laughs> you guys ready to laugh? Garrett, this is for you, buddy. It's oh, Nick God, Zednick. Oh, my God. Yes! Zednick. It's my guy. <laughs> this guy's popping in everywhere. No, Garrett's I love that kid. Fan. He's, so, <laughs> he's so energetic all the time, man. I love the enthusiasm. He says, what do you hope to see out of the Batman and who do you want to see get explored? Someone new or seen before? And because this is a Batman comics podcast, other than ego, what storylines are you hoping Matt Reeves takes inspiration from? So first part, Garrett, you can go first. This is big. This is for you, basically. Who do you want to see get explored? Someone new or someone seen before in the Batman? Man... I'm going to here's a cheat answer and it's going to oh, be boo. Nick yeah. deserves better. He does, yeah, he but he's does. not going to get it from me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll I give want, it to you, bro. 
I want to see I want to see the Riddler explored, and I'm going to say this is somebody new because we haven't seen a Riddler like this before, right? Like Lauer, you and I, I think we talked about Batman Forever at some point on a microphone. Justin, I know you and I have talked about it before, but like Jim Carrey's being Jim Carrey, but he's doing you know Jim Carrey does uh, uh, Frank Gorshwin, right? Um, and that's just fine. We've never seen a Riddler like this, at least what I think we're getting out of it, you know, in in the teaser trailer and what the descriptions have been. I'd like to explore that in a way that is more meaningful than um, this. uh, I'm motivated by, gosh, I'm the best dude at solving puzzles and I think I'm smarter than everyone else. So if somebody comes along and they're a very smart detective, it's my job. My ego tells me I have to trick them. Um, or, or you know, outsmart them or whatever. Uh, the focus on what we're seeing in the in the teaser trailer with with the questioning around like lying and telling lies and justice needing to be true and not turning a blind eye to injustice type things. There there seems to be a different sort of motivation to what apparently is this Riddler, and that feels new. And I I really like that getting explored. So I'm looking forward to that. So. The character's not new, right? But the take's new. I want to see that explored. You can go ahead, Justin. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, okay. There you go. Agreed. No, I I wanted your your, uh, thought to resonate, to stew a little bit. Let it sit. Yeah. All right. Um, For me, I'm kind of along the same lines of you, Garrett. I'm really excited to to dive deep on the Riddler because it's going to be his story, obviously, just with just with that teaser they gave us, like just using question marks at the end, like, okay, you're really leaning into the Riddler is the main, the main cat here. Um, so I, I do want to kind of delve into more of his, like why he's playing this game, you know, why he's leading Batman through. Cause he's trying to teach Batman something. That's the one thing about the Riddler. The most interesting Riddler stories is, is making Batman do something he doesn't want to do or teaching him something or showing him something. Um, so I'm excited to see that, but, as far as stories, um, oh man, um, I sometimes I just want to see something new because I sometimes will. I'm such a purist. I'm like, if you don't adapt it the right way, I'm going to be a little bummed out. You know, I think Batman Begins yeah. did it best by adapting and not uh, not leaning so heavy into Batman Begin. Like, uh, I mean, Year One made it its own, but I saw the references. You know. The only thing I would I wish I would have got the scene like, you know, like you, you've you you know, you've eaten well and all that stuff. I wish we would have got that scene. That's so, that I would love to see that scene in in the Batman. Yeah. Like that's like the most cinematic moment in that book. And they didn't put it in a film, which is head scratcher. Uh, it might just be the intro to the show, Justin Kowalski. You know what I'm uh, saying? You know, <laughs> but I, 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 you know, that would be cool. But I don't I don't have a wish. I just want to I really just want to have a good batman movie that i can love because you know again i was vocally opposed not opposed but like not excited about this film and my needle has pushed so my needle is moved over to oh okay i'm excited now but now i just want to love it i want it to come out i want to love it i want to see more mm-hmm. of this batman so just do me right matt reeves a six do to right. six to midnight needle so to speak i you know there is um <laughs> a quick shot in the trailer that of course people have screen grabbed the heck out of this thing and zoomed in and it, if you zoom in on this one figure, it's not a spoiler because it's speculation, 
there's some speculation that you see someone in a court of owls mask, right? And and it could be very much (laughs) a trick of the light. Uh, It's, it's pretty blurry. The details aren't there, but I do think it's interesting as much as like court of owls, you know, almost to this point, I'm not going to say it's oversaturized by, by any stretch of the imagination. Cause it's not the Batman who laughs. It's not, you know, a number of things that we are just like, Hey, way too much of, but it's a storyline. Oh man, I'd love to see the Batman. Oh, you know, it'd be horrific. Be, oh my gosh. It'd be insane. Who would play the Batman who laughs? Robert Pattinson. The Robert, same guy. He's sure. Gotta be the, it's Batman. I it's guess. The same guy. I was, I was going to say whatever his name that played Jacob in those Twilight movies was. But that's maybe the <laughs> reference would be too. It's too old now. Be lost on the kids. Taylor Lautner. No, he's there so, you he, go. I think he drives Robert Pattinson around now. I think he's. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's my he's my Uber Eats guy. The other night, Pattinson's like, who he was won on the, now? Yeah, Team One. Who won? He was yeah. on the Batman. He's the one that puts the black eye makeup on Pattinson <laughs> every right. time that he suits up. He's it's like, not now, Jacob. Eye makeup. He's like, I told you, my Taylor name's Lautner. Taylor. He's like, yeah, okay, Tyler. Good job. <laughs> you know, I'm, I did. With- I did think. I, I did Sorry. think one thing though. Like in, in this, in this like goofy conspiracy or this theory that hey, the Court of Owls is in there. Wouldn't it be interesting if it was the Riddler was really trying to teach Batman about where the corruption and crime in Gotham comes from? And it's not it's not these these whatever. This is not my view, but like these poor criminals that are forced into a life of breaking the law. It's actually these rich oligarchs that are, you know, pulling the strings of crime. That could be be a super interesting way to include that storyline without making it be like. Oh, from everyone's favorite comic book seven years ago, here is Court of Owls. You know what I mean? I think if the Court of Owls can be done in a very, very creepy way in which the tone of this trailer released by Reeves shows that like it can be pretty dark and could get creepy. Um, I think that would be that would be cool. And I know that rumors came around that we are what do you want to say? It's not like Penguin, Riddler, and Catwoman are going to be the only villains. There could be a surprise, but maybe not. What if Court of Owls happens to be that surprise in some fashion, you know? And Mm. I don't want to, if that's true or whatever, it's like, I don't want any of that crap confirmed. Like, let us just experience it in the movie, you know? If, and I know people are just hanging on the Court of Owls thing because a card had a, had an owl on it. And then somebody, said they saw somebody wearing a mask and it it, it wasn't but um i mean I, but to go to answer his question i mean i'm kind of with you guys in line for the riddler i'm really excited to see what he does with the riddler and then as far as comics uh pull whatever you want whatever you want influence don't straight up adapt anything because you like you're not going you're gonna have somebody that's unhappy about it so just use it as like a yeah, there's a little bit of Batman ego's blood in in this Batman story. There's a little bit of Long Halloween in this Batman story, like, um, but not not straight up adaptations. So, yeah, agreed. Moving, oh good. Moving on to Ben. <laughs> oh Ben here ben says Affleck? with Dark Horse. Yeah, Batfleck. This is for you, Justin Kowalski. Uh, with yes. Dark Horse doing comics of various alien franchise screenplays. 
Would you ever want DC Comics to do the same thing with unmade or earlier drafts of the Batman films? I'd personally love to see Sam Hamm's Batman 2 script come to life or Tom Mankiewicz's 1983 Batman script. I didn't know about his Dude, 83 Batman script. Look it up. But. It was written with, I think, Bill Murray was the, it was supposed to be a Bill Murray vehicle, if I remember correctly. Oh, my heavens. Eddie Murphy is Robin, stuff like that. Mm. No, not the, I don't oh, know that, if that was the Tom Mankiewicz uh, one, though. I don't think that's that script because that script's actually pretty, I, okay. uh, pretty. Yeah, because uh, Mankiewicz was the 007 guy. Okay. I don't know. So it's probably. I, mean, I know the the Bill Murray rumored being up for, it, but I didn't know attachment to like scripts were written with him in mind or anything like that. But yeah, um, I think that was just like a oh yeah, Bill Murray because because back then it was still like oh yeah Batman will be a comedic vehicle Bill Murray Eddie Murphy is Robin that'll be funny and then you know but uh, Michael that's Uslan not said what, no. Yeah, that's not what Mankiewicz was uh, was writing for. So there you um, go. I think I would love to see. I know it's been rumored. It's not like I came up with the idea or anything of ideas of if they continued this uh, Burton verse through comics and they did the original idea for Batman Forever and uh, mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent, if they continued that or. And, then when Hollywood Reporter years ago did that article about the Batman movies that were, you know, never made, they turned those like, I don't, of course, you you put Batman on it and I'm going to buy it. Yeah, um, I, I kind of like where you're going. Here's what would be really cool. Um, it would be corporate synergy as Michael Keaton comes back to, you know, Flashpoint and all that stuff. That's the time to produce these. Hey, what happened? What adventures happened between Batman Returns and now give us that you know, 12 issue miniseries. I'm there for that. Fill in the gaps for us, do comics. I think that'd be really freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool. You know where where I thought this question was going for a second with the reference to alien. Like, would you want to see a, um, you know, cinematic feature length version of Batman dead end? The 2003 fan film where he fought, (laughs) you know, alien in the, alley or whatever i was like <laughs> i'm like i don't know hey man kind of now was cool that, that was the was only thing cool. that got me through college or like you know the first couple that. years of college it was watching that thing in on star commercials just dreaming oh, about man. maybe getting another batman Girl, movie one day yeah right <laughs> and at the cool, same dude. time it's also when i was reading you know uh every scrap of news and rumors i could get around Wolfgang Peterson's Batman versus Superman and oh, yeah. um, shoot. Who was it? Girl. Yeah. 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 And Jude Law. Yeah. Who was attached to direct the Batman Beyond that was greenlit and then got put in turnaround and never survived? No idea. I don't I don't know. I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't ask questions on a point, podcast. I don't know. If someone knows. The <laughs> no, but, but it's fun to talk about it. I think at one point they actually had Paul Dini uh, like connected to the I Batman so. Beyond stuff. Yeah, he was like, right. I think he was going to write and produce or help executive People were produce. Like, oh. But the, so. it, there was a director. I'm going to look it up when we're done. That was ready to go. Like both of those were all kind of locked and loaded. And then there was all the I different. Don't, I don't know how locked and loaded Batman Beyond was because at that point they're like Keanu Reeves is Batman Beyond. I'm like he was like 33 at that time. Like he couldn't have been Batman Beyond. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like it needed. To- from what I remember, it was that it could have been that. Um, and then there's Aronofsky's 
uh, ver- take on year one, which was just, I mean, hilarious. If you, if this, this, the screenplay is still out there. You can read the script. Wow. Um, yeah, it's awful. I, I hated it. All of those were options. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be opposed to like, uh, Garrett's uh, freshman and sophomore year of college comic book run of Batman movies that almost got made when he was, you know, a kid reading the internet rumors uh, and seeing some of that. But otherwise, to the point around the Batman forever in the Burton world, I've seen some of like fan art that's been done for that. That would be totally sweet. I'd be on board there. You get uh, Rene Russo and Michael Keaton and Billy D. And um, I think some of them even drew in, um, Marlon Wayans in place of Chris Evans, like, or Chris mm-hmm. Evans, Chris, uh, Chris Evans, <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> There's too many damn dudes named Chris that plays superheroes, you know, in the last 20 years. What's the guy going to do? Um, so yeah, I'd be on board with that. That'd be pretty sweet. I would buy those in physical copy because I'd be a weirdo completionist about it <laughs> for sure. Yeah. That cover was really cool. Um, I forget who the, I forget who the artist was. That was who was, who did that. Up. So, oh, Joe! It's Joe Kionos. Mm. Quino- yeah, Quino- yeah, yeah, Quinones? So, yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's really cool. He did a lot. Of, he did a lot of character sketches too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I don't. I didn't love all of them. Like he did like a Batgirl sketches, and I was like, oh, that's definitely not cool. <laughs> so <You> can't <laughs> all be winners, Justin. Come on. Yeah, wow. she looked like Spider Girl like a spider girl moo or something. I, you know, but the cover was really cool. I thought the cover, the black and white cover was cool. Spider girl moo Yeah. All right. Moving on, uh, sticking in comics chance here says, is there any comic book writer you would like to see take on Batman, ma- the Batman main title in the future? Tiny. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you. Oh, you. you. Bring back King. Bring back King. Is it just? Oh, no, any, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Is it just any writer or, or somebody new? Any comic book writer. Anyone who hasn't written Batman, maybe. Yeah, go for that. Yeah. You got anything? Garrett? Oh yeah. Come on, Garrett. I think Justin's ready. Unless you want to pressure I'm, Garrett. I'm Come always on, Garrett. ready. Come on. Come on, Garrett. I just want to. I just want Garrett to say something. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I'm gonna go with um. I've talked a lot about, about like on, you know, on one day, most days, Batman ends up as my favorite superhero, but every once in a while I wake up and say, gosh, man, you love Superman a lot. Is, is you sure it's not Superman today? Um, and one of the reasons why I love Superman so much is I was at a formative age as a youth when Dan Jurgens um, had his run on Superman. And I just love Jurgens. I think he's great. And I, I, um, I, I've heard very good things. Uh, our, our good friend Peter Vera has told me I need to read Jurgens's um, Batman Beyond comic book issues. That I think he's still writing that now. Um, I haven't. I would like to see what he would do on the Batman main title. Um, yeah, he's a guy that just knows storytelling. He knows DC. Uh, he's got the muscle and he's got the chops to pull off a gig like that. I, I would, I would really enjoy seeing him get a shot. Nice. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do a two parter on this because I really would like to see, uh, Brian Bendis jump on the Batman. Um, he came over from Marvel and went to DC and he jumped on Superman and it hasn't been great. Um, I'll say I haven't really enjoyed most of it. I really like the event Leviathan stuff he did. I'm like, dude, that 
stay on that. That was great stuff. Um, most of the Superman stuff was a little subpar. Uh, he did a Batman, the Walmart uh, stuff, the Batman universe stuff, which is actually, it was a complete opposite of what I thought a Nick Darrington, you know, illustrated Brian Bendis book would be. It's really fun. It's more like Batman brave and the bold than, you know, Batman year one, you know, but I would like him to go a little gritty because his daredevil is incredible. So I would love for uh, him to land somewhere at DC and do good work that everyone could be hyped about. Um, but I'm going to stick with my favorite Marvel character who is daredevil. And if we could get uh, the current writer, Chip Zdarsky, uh, Zdarsky, he, his bat, his uh, Batman, his daredevil story has been phenomenal. And I would love to see him take a crack at Batman. He's just, man, the guy has written like almost 20 issues of daredevil where he's not even in his costume and it's been riveting. And so uh, I know this ain't the daredevil book club, but I'd say check out that comic. Uh, (laughs) But I would love to see him take a crack at Batman. If there was a Batman book club in the Marvel universe, it would be the Daredevil book club. I thought it'd That's be the Moon true. Knight book club. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty dog. Dude. Dirty dog. Dirty. Uh, I'm I'm stumped on this one, like honestly, because I just know for the longest time I was, and this is going way back now in years, but for the longest time I was passionate that Jeff Johns yes, was he hadn't written Batman. Yet, aside from Batman popping up in Green Lantern or Flash or something like that. And I'm, I was just really passionate. of like, you know what? I don't care that this guy is doing record sales for Green Lantern and Blackest Night and Flash and stuff. Like, he needs to prove himself when he does Batman. And then he finally did Earth One. That's right, Gary. Earth One. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, other than that, like... I don't like... I'm, I'm totally clueless of, like, that was the last time I was extremely passionate about getting a writer on Batman. And that was 2012. Damn, that was wow. eight years ago already. Like, <laughs> otherwise, it's just kind of like I don't want to say I don't care who the writer is, but you know, when it was mentioned of Tom King is hopping on the Batman title, I'm like, it kind of doesn't matter. I'm going to read it. Like Batman and Detective, mm. I will read. So it's I end up. That was my introduction to Tom King. Whereas Scott Snyder, I'd been reading like American Vampire, and he does a story called Severed. I don't Ooh. think anybody has read, which is fantastic. Oh, gee, Lauer. And then he jumped on <laughs> detectives. So that, that was the last time I was familiar with somebody's work that hopped on Batman. So gotcha. um, I'll just, I'll just stop blabbing, but I failed. I don't know comics. I don't know why Man, I'm doing the show. It's all there, hoax. There's a couple guys that are on my watch list. I'll, I'll say that. Um, okay. So some, some, give it some, some writers that, that I think answer. are some, yeah, man, you, you could take watch these. list with Gary okay. Graff. So <laughs> we already mentioned his name once. Um, I think Tim, Tim Seeley, I want to see, I think there's things in his work um, that make me feel like he has an excellent Batman run inside of him. Uh, you'd be surprised. One of the reasons why I think this is he wrote a crossover comic book a couple of years ago called Masters of the Universe versus DC Injustice. <laughs> and it sounds like the crappiest, like oh, cash grab you know, 80s nostalgia slash, you know, video game adaptation crossover. And he found a story inside of that, like really pretty terrible premise that was so good and so well done. I freaking love that miniseries. It was great. Um, and he's got a lot of other stuff where he's he shows that he's a he's a good quality um, writer. Well, he did. He did Nightwing. He did the Grayson book yep, with he did. Tom King. I I think he's a great pick. Um, and then the other one is 
uh, Jeff Loveness. So uh, Jeff just had a two-issue run on Justice League, and he wrote for a bunch of TV shows. I think most people know him from some episodes he did of Rick, or Mort- Rick and Morty. Kind of a dark sci-fi, horror-ish humor, dark humor type fella. And he had a two-issue run on Justice League that was were really Batman issues. And the first issue I loved, the second issue I kind of had some mixed thoughts on. I still overall was positive on it. But he was able to um, kind of review similar or familiar Batman concepts with like, you know, the existence of Batman keeps Bruce unhappy kind of deal. Stuff we, not groundbreaking, but how we found a way to get into it was just really good. And it made me say, huh, this guy's got something to say about Batman. And it might not be you know, terrifically original, but how he's, how he's finding a way to do it seems like he could be a really intriguing choice. Uh, Is that the issues I didn't like? <laughs> no, those were the ones before that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the real start. You didn't like the star Trekky like, uh, uh, ethical idea of intervention in space with the foreign. No, pl- I hated yeah. That. yeah. I hated that. that started strong. It ended weak. Yeah. I, I ended up meeting a, a little bit closer to where you were by the end of that run. All right. Did we help you? Did we help you, Lauer? Yeah, thanks, Garrett. Both of you, not just Garrett, but I mean yeah. Garrett. No, really no, just I, I heard. I heard one. you said the first no. time. <laughs> I mean, it's just because I talk so much more, you know. He, he knows. I'm not my first time on this rodeo. I'm a chatter. That's a, that's, yeah, I'm this losing my two-parter. hosting gig. <laughs> Oh, uh, Jeff. So Jeff wrote this one in right before I think uh, some announcements came in, but I'm going to read it anyway. And there's a reason oh, you will know why. Jeff. Have there been any announcements yet? What the next DC animated films for 2021 will be? Will there be a Batman animated film among them or no? Mm-hmm. Articles I saw online a while back mentioned the long Halloween animated adaptation was just a rumor or has that oh. been put aside to do it at a later time? No, Jeff, the long Halloween is coming next year. Booyah. Booyah. That's right. Yeah. I will be there at the Walmart at midnight saying, give me my long Halloween right now. That's going to be a I'm, digital I'm early purchase. And I'll for look me. down at you oh, and yeah. say, no. No. <laughs> no. Uh yeah, so Long Halloween two-parter next year. I'm excited. I'm not even like, oh, I hope they don't screw it up. I don't care. I've got the book, The Long Halloween. I don't care if the the cartoon sucks. It's like I'll always have the story because everybody knows how much I love the long Halloween. Damn it. Yep. And then I don't think they had a title for what the first one coming out next year is the 70s throwback. Um, Batman movie that they one, announced. I'm That's excited intriguing. about because it's yeah. freaking I know nothing about it and just one day they're like oh yeah 70s Batman Kung Fu movie coming out <laughs> like okay <laughs> well cool. I, was, I, I mean if do you guys follow Francesco Francavia on Twitter yes 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 his, yes his, he's long done just as as himself a or just for himself like a 70s Batman universe drawings that he just puts on Twitter yeah, and oh, then the they release a movie. Like a, he's like a greaser smoking a cig next to his muscle. I think car. no, I think that's his fifties. Like oh, that's his yeah. Batman fifties, like stuff he's done. Right? He does or have 60. a seventies. He yeah. does have. Yeah, 70s, no, he, yeah, he's done like every era. Yeah. yeah, you guys, it's but Batman. I mean, it's Batman Soul of the Dragon. I I just oh googled real quick. I thought it was Way of the Dragon, so I typed in Batman Way of the Dragon, but it is Soul of the Dragon, which seems cooler if I'm being honest. 
Wait, you think Way of the Dragon? No, I think Soul. Soul's cooler. No, Soul's cool. Soul. Soul, Soul of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Soul. Soul of the Dragon. Um, yeah, so there you go. Do you guys have any more any more comments on it? Or like, nah, we're good. Um, yeah, I don't. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like they're just gonna always make Batman animated films. So, yeah, I just hope they uh, get better. Is all. I haven't really enjoyed much of the the direct video uh, Batman stuff. To be honest, I like Batman Ninja. It was super weird. Dude, but I thought like, the animation was incredible. Yeah, you're like I one of the it. only people that say that. Both of you guys. Yeah, I, I've heard both of you, you know, say it before too. Yeah, it's it's it was to me it was entertaining. It was fun. Um, I haven't liked any of the other stuff like Batman and Son. Nah. Um, wow. Batman Killing Joke. Nope. I call that universe the newish fifty two ish. And yeah, uh, yeah it's <laughs> it's not good. It's not. I actually wrote that in review and uh, it got edited. <laughs> it got fixed like it was a typo. I'm like, no, oh, wow, it's newish fifty two ish. Like it's just not. You know, as soon as you typed end- it out, your computer just auto corrected yeah, it. Yeah, it's just said, like no, no Garrett, Garrett, you no. can't type that out. Like, but, you know, it wasn't something that, you know, looking back, the new 52 wasn't awesome. I know it's got its defenders, but it wasn't awesome. But to have this animated version, you know, kind of crank out less than awesome versions of a less than awesome source material. It's, yeah. you know, it's double less than awesome. So I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it is sort of like a standalone evergreen version i i really liked the new death of superman that took place in the newish 52 ish and i uh and i also enjoyed the reign of the superman not as much of death of superman um it was all right yeah it was still good you know and i liked that they did something different because that of the of that period of superman stories in the early 90s the reign of the superman was not as strong as death of superman in my opinion so it was kind of just you know lined oh, up well man, i loved reign of superman Oh, I mean, it was, I mean, it introduced some awesome characters. It was such Tom Grummet drawing Superboy in the adventures of Superman back in the day. Like that was peak artwork to me. I'm like, how does someone get this talented? Like this looks so cool because it was a little bit goofier and cartoonier than, than Juergens. Um, You know what he did? He He was like the modern Kirby, in my opinion. I thought he had very strong Kirby influence. Yeah. Yep, and, just a, and there was a lot of Kirby stuff in those books too, with like the Newsboy Legion and Double X and stuff like that. Totally, it was just a little bit more rounded, right? Like the yeah. look was just a little bit more rounded than some of the other. Mod, you know, I compare it to Jurgens, who is like you know yeah. the two of those guys on you know drawing Superman comics back in the day at the same time. It's like what oh, more can you ask for? Yeah, he had the Kirby cheekbones for sure. Exactly, like, it's exactly it, and little kind of nose too. But anyway, yeah. you know, that's the one thing <laughs> You're that... You're listening to the Tom Grumman album. <laughs> I know, Tom Grumman Appreciation Podcast. Who knew? Yeah, all right. Uh, but oh, that's the one thing yeah, about those that I didn't love is that they existed in this continuity that's gone. And the same with um, Hush, right? Like that exists in this continuity that's gone. And these kind of marquee adaptations feel like they should be evergreen. So I'm hoping that that there's no new continuity that Long Halloween's tied to and it just gets to be its own thing. Exactly. That was the best part about like New Frontier. That's when these totally. direct-to-video deals were like they're exciting to see because it, it imitated the art style, but it was just so much more enjoyable to watch. I think it was it they were those were like when they were like, Oh, you're making beautiful things. Right. And then it became you're making cheap things. It had a I'm prestige waiting. element to it. If yeah. they're going to do anything that ties into another movie, I'm waiting for like 
Batman the Brave and the Bold and uh, Flintstones or and the Jetsons or do the Smurfs. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you this. I got to interview them, the creators of that, when they did Batman Brave and the Bold meet Scooby-Doo. And they'll so, well, if people buy this, we'll make, we'll, make, we'll make every Batman Brave and the Bold meets whoever. So they'll buy it and we'll make more. That's how you make more of those deals. Wow. So does so that does that deal still st- yeah does that deal still stand because I'll go back and buy some so yeah why? everybody go buy Batman Brave and the Bold meets Scooby Doo Scooby Doo Scooby Doo I like it Scooby-Doo. I can't wait for that one yeah Batman Brave and the Bold and Scat Scatman yeah next Lane. Lane Casper, he asks, are you going to do an episode on Batman War on Crime from the world's greatest superheroes? Oh. Lane, I will say this. Wow. If somebody chooses it, I will do it. I actually have that. So I always talk about the Hoopla digital app on the iPad. It's amazing. Links up to your library, endless amounts of comics to check out for free. It's incredible. And that is on there. And I've checked it out and read it quite a few times in my day. And I have it ready to go again thanks digital nice. um yeah but so because that's one that there's so much time in between every time i read it that i i forget what happens so it's always kind of a joy to go back and read to, and really space it out like that yeah i love it Ooh. i love yeah. it I that's have. a great that's a great book i love it i have it it's in terrible shape it's all bent up um it got it got left behind i think i bought it in I don't know, I want to say like my sophomore year in high school or something like that when it came out and then it stayed home and it got boxed up and jostled around when my room got moved around after I was at college. And then um, I got it years later, lost track of it. My mom was kind of cleaning stuff out. It's like, oh, I got this really big, um, really pretty painted Batman (laughs) comic. It's just really beautiful. Um, I shoved it in a box. And she's like, this artist should like do a series on Jesus. It would, they could hang them up in churches, you know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, mom, it's Alex Ross. And I don't know if he's into that, you know, like, um, he probably did. His dad's a pastor. So he yeah, probably yeah. did draw Jesus. He probably did. Probably how yeah, it started. But my mom, mom, like very, it, it, it like read religious to her when she like mm-hmm. flipped through it. It read religious to her, which I mean, finally, superheroes read religiously to her. I, yeah. Like, she gets it now. She now gets you get it. it. Yeah. She's converted. Uh, but anyways, I've got it now. It's all it's it's got, you know, a tons of dents and, and bends in the spine and everything. But man, is it is it gorgeous? You know yeah. what? It does is that impact the story. No, it does not. Absolutely. Not at it's all. Still beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's in an absolute edition now, and it collects all of those. And really? I get so close to pulling the trigger, but I, I made myself it's kind of like the Funkos, except very much more expensive. I put limits on my absolutes of it's gotta be Batman yeah. only and Watchmen. Mm. Like I had to get Watchmen. Yeah. So that's technically though this this Justice League, Earth's Minus Heroes, it's got Batman in it and this Batman story in it, it's also starting to I've expanded. And once I do that, I know I'm in trouble. So I'm really holding off, but I mean I don't know. They're I love those good. absolutes. Peace yeah, on Earth really is good. good as well. Oh, mm-hmm. man. That one's a heartbreaker, actually. Peace on Earth. Superman one. Shazam well, uh, one's like, whatever. Yeah, I, I liked them all. Yeah, like, but by the way, Shazam one sucks. <laughs> by the way, just really <laughs> you guys go. That one sucks. Skip over that one. Should have done Green Lantern. Come on, Ross. He doesn't know what he's doing. Go correct your mom, Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out, mom, this isn't. <laughs> 
borderline religious. This guy doesn't yeah. know what Jesus he's worthy. Doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's painting Satan, is what he's doing. <laughs> Satan. Jesus Satan. nothing more evil. I feel like that's got to be a podcast, like uh, like reviewing medieval uh, like depictions of hell, you know, like <laughs> medieval religious iconography. Next week, well, special guest Alex Ross. Yeah, he's like, why the hey. hell am I here, guys? It's funny. You guys know we've got some good liners in this one. It started off with Justin's of I see a floppy, I grab it. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> Peyton Satan. Yeah. Um, he should draw Jesus. Like, yeah. <laughs> If I grabbed quotes and like like the Let's Go Comic Show, I, I'd have a hard right. time naming this episode. Or um, uh, or like on uh, if you guys listen to Tell Him Steve Dave, where they have the intro music and then they cut in like out of context quotes and they're pretty funny. We would have plenty of those. Oh yes. Mm. Mm. Moving mm-hmm. on to Brad Dave. All right. All right, we got two more guys. We can do this. Uh, we Brad can Dave. Power through. He says greetings. Regarding your review of Arkham Asylum. Oh, that was oh, with uh, Mr. Eric Holzman. I read this when it first came out. I still have my first print hardcover. Personally, I loved the art. The story kind of confused me at times, mainly how Batman was reacting to everything going on around him. But a few years ago, I was listening to another podcast that covered this book. I think the podcast was Gomic Geek's comic geek speak there we go yeah anyways they had an interpretation that greatly changed how i looked at the story what if the entire story is a dream bruce is having the symbolism the weird visual look and other parts might fit in well within a dream what do you think thanks for the great show i can't wait to hear you cover batman year three (laughs) you don't have to wait much longer Mm. it's ready to come out um yeah yeah so what if the entire story is a dream bruce is having Let's no. pretend that's that's the outcome. Justin says no, he doesn't accept. <laughs> I say I can't I can't accept it as a dream because usually in a dream it's your point of view and you yeah. get Harvey looking like the point at the end just with Harvey looking down at his coin when he when he knew it came up bad mm-hmm. and it showed his humanity and and saving Bruce at the end. Uh that's for that right there it tells me you no know, this happened. And it Bruce wouldn't dream that. Bruce wouldn't know in his dream what Harvey's decision was to me to me. So that's my quick answer. I've never thought of it like that. You know, I just, um, <laughs> I, I guess I didn't go that deep. Uh, yeah. you know, Grant Morrison is just <laughs> so shallow. I know yeah. that that's another quote right there. <laughs> yeah. I guess I didn't go that deep. <laughs> oh no. Hey, oh, oh no. Anyway, sorry. Uh, carry on. Yeah. You know, Grant Morrison's just so zany. It's hard to, I think you could look at almost anything he's written for Batman and say, what if it was all a dream? Cause there's some yeah. wacky stuff in there. Um, it is particularly, you know, trippy and it's a horror comic at its core. Um, but I never read it as, you know, it, being a, a dream story, I guess I, I am actually intrigued to go back and reread it with that concept in mind and just see how it plays out. Just I bet your mom pre- would pick up this book and go, I bet you that guy could draw Jesus. <laughs> She's like, that's some Peyton Satan stuff going on right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. He should be Peyton Satan. <laughs> yeah, Alex Ross. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this? That's all I Satan. Dave McKeon? Yeah. Satan. <laughs> Satan work. I said all my piece basically on Arkham Asylum's I never thought of the the dream aspect of it personally, preference wise. I would not want that because I don't like in I don't like in movies, TV shows, books, whatever, when it ends up just being a dream. 
or something yeah. along those lines. Cause then it's just like, well, you can do whatever you want. And then you just kind of be like, nope, gotcha because it was a dream. So yeah, the wizard of Oz sucks, you know, because it was all just a dream. I'm kidding. I love wizard of Oz, yeah. but um, that's kind of where I stand on like the dream angle of, of stuff. Eh, yeah. 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 I'd rather just be uh, like, no, I, this is entering Grant Morrison's mind, which is messed up. <laughs> dude. I And I love, love, love that story. Laura knows. I asked him, oh, I want to do Arkham Asylum. Or my buddy wanted to do it. And he's like, already taken. I was like, already taken. Eric Holzman. Like I As I always like to make sure that you know, if you have any complaints about anything in your life at all, tweet at Finale33. <sighs> Don't do that to Eric. <laughs> you can't have take it. it. Yeah. Actually, send him, him all it. of your concerns for the Batman book. <laughs> yeah, that's where you yeah, send the concerns part. <laughs> He's an incredibly kind man and a great listener. So, you know, it might actually help somebody, but yeah, I don't know. If like, I, oh, well, you know, you know, I should put that in the yeah. description of this episode. Send concerns to, and then here's the tweet. He's like, I'm getting all these concerns. <laughs> I don't understand. Laura, what would you do? And it's funny. That he has entered this conversation. Because our last question for this episode oh. of the Q&A is from these little rascals called Straight Out of Gotham. Oh, oh those guys. Oh, yeah. Kismet. So that must mean that that must mean that Pete got into Twitter and Eric had no idea. Ah. <laughs> Pete does that a little bit. Pete uh, knew, didn't know he was tweeting from that account. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I <laughs> forgot to switch over my account. He's like, oh, uh, I was painting. Uh, go, twins. go twins. Yeah. <laughs> go twins. Go twins. Gotta go smoke for some meat. Making fun of my He's twins, awesome. love. <laughs> uh, they just say, can we expect comic book tie-ins or adaptations to Matt Reeves? You know, I think we might have answered this in a way, but let's act, let's act like we hadn't. What do you guys think? You think Matt Reeves is going to include some Batman comic stuff in here? Tie, okay. So... Oh, tie-ins. Oh, I was thinking, okay, I, t- I took it as like a... I was going to say, let's define what we're calling tie-ins. Yeah. I'll say this. Reeve seems very dedicated to fleshing out the universe that his Batman lives in. You know, whether it's the Mm -hmm. Gotham Central, if that's what it is, kind of year one set we heard at Fandom from a period standpoint, uh, series on HBO, Max. You know, it, it would be very interesting to to think about is there a, a tie-in or a lead up or something that tells us more about this universe since it seems like you know he's invested in that i don't know that i think it's a surefire thing but you know maybe an adaptation on the back end of it would be something that would be reasonable to expect hmm uh, I don't know if DC did adaptations of like the Nolan films or like Batman v Superman. I feel like the last time they Batman did Begins, those, they did. They did have them with Begins. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I don't even know if I would be interested in the comic adaption of the film. But a little, a little, maybe if they did like an anthology book, like, hey, here's the world of the Batman, and this is Commissioner Gordon's. Like, here's a story about him dealing with some crooks. Case files. Catwoman. Yeah. Here's here's you know, the Riddler's origin. Here's, you know, Oswald Cobblepot, you know, taking a lease to open up a lounge, you know, like stuff like that. Uh, I think I'd be way more interested in that than an adaption of the film or I don't know. It's just 22 we'll pages of him filling as out. As Jimmy Lee draws it and it's all red, just red and black. <laughs> Jimmy That'd be Lee sweet. It. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's, um, I'll buy that. 
So I read an interview actually this year talking about the it's from Denny O'Neill and Jerry Ordway about that 89 comic adaptation. And their goal is that that opening weekend, they wanted setups in theaters all across the country with that comic there so that anybody on their way in or out of seeing the movie could snag that comic. And I think that's a genius idea for for Marvel or DC movies is having something like that is set up because like, it's just, I just feel like it's bankable. It's a bankable idea. So mm-hmm. I like the, I haven't read the Batman and Robin adaptation comic adaptation yet. I'm kind of scared to Ryan Haas got me to Weird. buy that. Um, but the, the other ones, Batman, Batman returns and Batman forever. I enjoy them for what they are. So, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, although looking at that trailer, I don't know how accessible that kind of comic will be, you know. (laughs) Um, Hey, kids, comics. Hey, kids, it's Batman. It's comic books. (laughs) I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm for it. Why not? I'll buy it. Like I said, put Batman on something. I'm going to buy it. They need to make some they need to do some tie in cereal again and take stuff that that doesn't taste like ass, like the BVS cereal. Yeah, the BBS Both of those were. were ugh. I got them as a gift because, of course, people are gonna. These uh, family members saw. Oh, it's Batman cereal! Oh my God, it's Batman and cereal. Ryan's passions. Let's get him some of this. And then I poured a bowl, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is awful! And I had to throw it away, which felt like I was a sinner. Uh, well, the problem was you needed to get Batman milk, and that was very limited. That's in supply. true. True. Yeah. True. Only in the Midwest. It's it bat was. milk. It's you know now you can't get it at all in the current environment. It's just no. It's it's a shame. I you know what I'm looking forward to is the licensing opportunities because I'm looking for uh, the Batman duct tape branded. You know, <laughs> like it's going to be a great cross promotional. <laughs> I can That's see so a little end cap set up at Target where you get your merchandising. Dude. Yeah. Are you ready for this, Garrett? I do have a roll of Batman duct tape. No way. Um, I'm not even saying well, don't yeah, murder same. people with it, Ryan, please. <laughs> uh, I have yeah. that same duct tape. It is, it, yes. it is not strong. I will tell you that. No, but I don't want to use it because I don't want to use it up. Oh, I use mine. I was taping this stuff. Every, I couldn't wait to tape stuff with Batman duct tape, dude. I'm, so aside from duct tape and aside from cereal and a comic book, both you, what would be a tie in of some sort that you would, that you'd be like, Oh, that's pretty cool. For the Batman. Mm. Well, I think some black Ray Bans with red lenses would be really cool. Nice. <laughs> would it <Yeah>. though? <laughs> <laughs> I um I was gonna say some like military cargo pants. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's that's yeah, I don't, what he's wearing so I far, so. I'm just a fan of beach towels for Batman. It's cool. Beach towels. Batman. You can never have enough beach towels. Yeah. Uh, I got to go out there. I got to go out there with something, something wild then. Um, yeah. Waffle maker, the Batman. That would be cool. I would buy one of those. All right. Greeting speaking cards. of our pal. There you go. Greeting cards. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Each one has a riddle and talks about what is a, I don't know something about dead people and there's always yeah. some kind of riddle that's all like perfect here you go grandma 
And it all has oh, misleading owl artwork on it just to kind of throw yeah. the birds off the trail. Yeah. <laughs> and, your, and your grandmother's like, is this the court of owls in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Granny, how'd you know? Come like, on. Scott Snyder, of course. Why and does she this goes down and say she, you want to thrash me? She, she's Why got are this, you vengeance, Ryan? She's got this closet in her basement and it's a secret society of owls. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Grandma. It's been they you. always said I was an old bird. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why your grandma sounds like Bane. (laughs) I'm going to be really disappointed next time I talk to her. (laughs) And she's just like regular little grandma. Yep. Are you wearing your mask, (laughs) Ray? Put your mask on, Grandma. You sound like an idiot. (laughs) Enough about Grandma. Sorry, Grandma. I'm sorry. Uh, What a lovely singing voice, (laughs) Ray. Sound like an angel. Uh, <laughs> that's all we got. That's where we're gonna shut the shut the door. Aww. I know, I know. This has been fun, and I know better now than remember those earlier days when I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna max out at at an hour." I don't know the last <laughs> hey. time it was under an hour. I can't help it. Hey, it's okay. Hey, I have one last question for you though. Okay. Who were your two favorite co-hosts today? Ooh, yeah. Tell me today. If you had to pick two people that were your co-host today. Come on, Ryan. Who are your two favorites, dude? I need this. And if they were on your show, what would you want them to say at the end? Well, definitely at the end, I'd want them to talk about how good this podcast is. Because I'm getting emails where people are saying this is like the greatest podcast of all time. That's true. Um, This this podcast is the cure for the coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. uh, Don't. Don't actually try (laughs) that. But yes. (laughs) I swallowed an iPod yesterday, hoping <laughs> it was it was loaded. It was one of those iPod minis. I found one, and it was loaded with the Batman book. You're going to get yourself yeah. on CNN, Justin. Here you, you are. Know, like I, Southern I, California I podcaster touting. Just download a podcast into my Crack soul. Crackpot theory leads to death. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be honest you with you guys. You and can't dispute it until you've tried it. That's it's, what I'm you know, I, I, I have. I applaud being honest. And I just like, I just want you guys to know where I'm coming from. So this might be tough to hear, but my, my two favorite co-hosts today were definitely Garrett and Justin. So yes. Yes. there it is. There it is. So I knew it. I knew it's it. out there. Uh, I, it's out there. Q and a so number three is in the books. Awesome. Um, man. If anyone wants any more questions, send them, send them to the, the Batman BC at gmail.com. Send concerns. To Eric Holzman's Twitter account. Yes. Um, we'll take questions and comments. So there you go. And then if we get enough of them, we'll do another one of these. I like these. These are these are fun. And just chatting yeah. with bat, bat bros before foes. <laughs> bat bros before foes. That's that a bumper a, that, Yeah, that's another one. There you go. Get on it. Get on it, Justin. <laughs> that one's yours. You need to I'll make t-shirts. It. Make t-shirts for the Batman Book Club. And that's it. <laughs> bat that bros be first, before bat foes. Bat bros before foes. I like it. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to my designer friend and All make right. it happen. Make it happen. Make cool. it happen, Captain. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, Justin, go ahead. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we skedaddle? Um, thank you for the opportunity, Ryan. This was fun. I, I always like talking about Batman stuff, unplanned Batman stuff, because I don't know what my answer is going to be. Yeah. I was not thinking about these questions today. You don't know the questions. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I so, peruse we'll just to make sure that nobody's being a dick. And asking the question, and nobody is. Everybody's good. And so then I'm just like, 
I think I asked you when you were on before for it. I'm like, do you want to know questions beforehand? You're like, no, as long as it's not like evil questions. Like, no, we're good. My There's answers no are better if I don't know. If I'm prepared and it's like, uh, yeah, it's I, I like the spontaneity of like, oh, yes. yeah. yeah, I'll get yes, a little sir. salty maybe. Anyways, I would like to talk about a couple things. Uh, I just want to promote. Just go to let's listen to my podcast. If you like the Batman Book Club, you would love the Let's Go Comic Show. That's all I'm saying. It might also be show. a cure for COVID nineteen. That it definitely uh, is a cure. Combine the two. You combine yes. them on the same iPad Mini, and then Batman Book Club won't do it alone. But Batman Book Club <laughs> mixed with, you know, Let's Go Comic Show would be toxic and untraceable so yeah go uh to www.letsgopodcast.com where you can listen to the let's go comic show and the let's go podcast and uh you can read some movie reviews we have two tenant reviews out today um comic reviews tv reviews all types of fun stuff and so uh i'd love for you to check that out and then you know listen to the show and say hey you, you like comics and i do it with my good pal matt ritchie who is way smarter than me go oh, and justin i do oh. believe you might be on again flying solo here really soon too. Oh man. Hmm. Anyways. I love that. Garrett, Mr. Minnesota. That was a, that was a great trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, my ticket has already been sold now. I mean, I'm going to go on fan. Oh yeah. Dango. By the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Hey, hey everybody. Thanks for listening. It's been uh, a pleasure. <laughs> Uh, to be on uh, my fourth time on the podcast. Thank you, Ryan. I, I enjoy ever so much being invited on. Um, if you like to uh, hear me talk about my thoughts on things or maybe read about my thoughts on things, you can check out uh, my comic book reviews over at Batman on Film. I review Justice League, which I mentioned, and also Batman Superman, the, the team-up book. So you can find those over in the comic review sections of Batman on Film, you could follow me uh, on Twitter at Garrett W A T O. So that's G A R R E T W A T O. And you know, do that if you like uh, superhero stuff. Um, maybe questions about value-based purchases that you might make. Uh, Superman, He Man, uh, a lot of fantasy football right now. Um, and yeah, we can talk about stuff there too. I would love to have the conversation. So hit me up. Garrett Greb may also be returning <laughs> on his own in the future. High five. Was that a good trailer, Justin? Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was pretty good. Tickets sold. Tickets sold. Excellent. It was red and it was red and black. <laughs> and red real and black. punchy. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Uh, follow the Batman Beast Batman Book Club on Twitter at the Batman BC because there's going to be fun announcements happening in September that I don't want to talk about yet. Uh, I have a review on Batman on film for Batman three jokers issue. Number one, the hottest book around in the comic book world right now. Oh my God. was the bomb. It's incredible. Go there for my review on that. Go to let's go. Cause Justin Kowalski also wrote a review. And yeah, and in the future for issues two and three, I think there might be some more giveaways. So pay attention to that Twitter account. What? what? Follow me on Twitter if you would like at Lauer underscore Ryan. Lauer spelled like lower. And that'll do it for right now. So Justin, Garrett, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a blast. I like answering questions with you fellas. And until next time, 
Read more Batman comics. <laughs> <laughs>